You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 697 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Ride IQ. On today's show, recorded a little early in the week, we've got a fun report from the USDF finals with Jennifer Connor and her two students who all competed over the weekend. After that, we will bring you a wonderful trainer tip with regular guest Tony Sandoval. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Well, hi, Phil. How are you? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Right. But we should let people know that we're recording early this week because yeah. there's an exciting <laughs> event in Kentucky happening. I know, another, again. Another exciting event. Another exciting yeah. event. Exactly. Yeah, That's no, I'm very great. lucky. Yeah, yeah, I'm very lucky this year. I didn't have to travel for much, uh, but the USDF convention is going on. So normally we record on Thursday and we're recording on Tuesday because literally we start meetings tomorrow. So um, kind of, it, it, which is nice for me. I'm able to kind of be home. I can I can come back. Of course, I love being with my dog. So I didn't have to travel anywhere, which is nice. So lots of things are going to be happening. It's a busy week here. Um they have some really great educational events. And then, you know, obviously the convention is where a lot of work gets done. And this is our first one in person uh, for, I think, two years. So I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing everyone again and uh, being a part of that. So that's why we're recording early. Next week, we're going to have, we'll have a whole report on what happens uh, so everybody can stay in touch with that. So yeah, that's why we're recording early. We have a great show. Um, I, I don't know about everyone else, but I'm kind of back in the swing of things after the holiday. How was I, you your know, Thanksgiving? Maybe. It was great. Um, I, my nieces and nephews came down and uh, I mean, we had actually really, really nice weather. Uh, it was warm and um, we got, we went and played on the golf course and ran around. Definitely a lot of activity is necessary with them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got to watch a soccer game. My brother's a huge soccer fan, so it was really fun. Or American, no, actually not football. American football. Yeah, actually football for the rest of the world. Um, and I watched a lot of American football because uh, I really love sport. Phil knows that about me. Like I love, I really like basketball, football, uh, American football. Um, I don't know a lot about soccer, but I grew up. My brother's a huge fan, so he was he was there, and it was always fun to sit and watch with him. I used to go to a lot. Well. I was forced to go to a lot of his games when we were growing up. <laughs> so uh, it brought back some memories for sure. So uh, yeah, it was, it was just a great, it was just a great couple of days. Again, the kids, um, they're kind of my, my niece and nephew, they're between nine and 14. So we played a lot of volleyball. Like it was just fun. And we definitely, I definitely ate too much. So that is one of the things we're going to talk with Tony Sandoval about like how to navigate uh, the holidays. I don't know about anybody else. So that's I, it's a time because I mean I love holiday food. So uh, working on that. Uh, so we're gonna have a great show tonight. Uh, we're gonna have a little recap of the finals uh, with my friend Jennifer Conauer. So uh, we'll get right into it after this break, and we hope you enjoy the show. You hear a familiar whinny as you walk up to the barn. 
Her adorable face pops out over the stall, ears pricked in your direction. She snuffles you for a treat. Her soft lips gently brush against your palm as the treat disappears. She hangs her head close to yours as you share a quiet moment. You kiss her on the nose. The softness of her downy muzzle and the wonderful smell of horse fills your senses. The feeling you get when you kiss your horse. True love. This feeling is brought to you by Elevate. Fight back against vitamin E deficiencies that can cause muscle soreness, nerve dysfunction, and poor immune response. Elevate was developed to provide a highly bioavailable source of natural vitamin E to horses. It maintains healthy muscle and nerve functions, so horses are more likely to perform better and recover faster after training or competing. The horse that matters to you matters to us. Well, tonight we are honored to have Jennifer Conauer on the program. She won the third level freestyle on Hofrat. She also coached two different riders to the USEF National Dressage Championship, USDF National Dressage Championship that just happened last week. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, Reese. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm thrilled. Well, first of all, you and I have been friends for many years and uh, you are dear to my heart because you helped me when I was a young rider uh, get my gold medal on your wonderful Ollie. So you have been just someone that I've always looked up to and admired. And I really admired you this year because not only did you personally win the, the national championship, you coached two riders. You had other who won national championship, had other riders at national championship. So I wanted to talk about first the horse that you won the national championship third level on Hofrat. So tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, Hofrat, uh, we call him in the barn Huxley. Um, he's owned by Lori Saldana Rich who is one of the riders on her other horse, who won also a third-level freestyle. So we kind of had the corner on the market on those silly third-level freestyles this uh, weekend, as it turns out. Um, Cynthia Collins. Cynthia Collins did the, the choreography and music for everybody. So we, uh, we had a good little family working together on that. Um, so, yeah, Huxley is um, a Dutch horse. I think he's 10, but I'm not sure. And Lori actually does most of the riding on him all the time. So she gets a big pat on the back for keeping him going. And um, the only reason I get to ride him is because he's a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So although he's like part Dutch, part Labrador in the barn, he is um, a little bit afraid of everything at the showgrounds, um, the letters, the flowers, and all of that. So um, Lori has not been showing um, dressage for a while. So uh, I get to take the reins there. So... Lucky for me, he's a chicken, and I get to show him myself. Mm, that, I, that's kind of cool, but uh, you know, how how do you deal with? This sounds like a kind a little bit of a spooky horse. So you just have to take your time a little bit. Yeah, he, he and I, um, he's much better than he was last year. Um, but you, you know, you kind of have to introduce things slowly, and if he gets upset about something, not get rattled by him. You just kind of have to stick tight and be patient and um, take him along for the ride and tell him that, uh, you know, you're not afraid of it, that he should not either be afraid of it. And um, yeah, he was, he was super at this show, actually, even when it was uh, so blustery cold on Saturday. 
And Jennifer, were you one of the lucky ones that got to ride uh, outside, right? Did you ride mm-hmm. outside? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. how I did. fun for you. Good. Well, there was, was, you know, huge. it was glorious. It was glorious on uh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah. And Saturday was not quite as much fun. Um, and then Sunday it was back to being nice. So you can always tell the rookies at finals, um, they have no gloves or hat. Yeah. <laughs> Their first yeah. trip. Once yeah. you've been a time or two, yeah. Once you've been a time or two, you bring appropriate attire and it's all good. And it's a, it's a great <laughs> show. I mean, you know, you've gone there as much as I have Reese, And I mean, it's a really, really fun show to go to. And, um, you just have to dress accordingly like any horse show, right? Well, it, yes. And, and the weather in Kentucky at that time of year, uh, is very fickle. Um, and, and that is, that is showing here in the fall for sure. But Jennifer, cause we, we stabled together at the region four championships, which was mm-hmm. early or mid September. So you had multiple horses there, right? But mostly the horses that you ride and coach, and then you went to another regionals. Tell us, tell us as a coach, how did you do that? Cause that's, that's a lot. Yeah. If you have a lot of riders, it's, I find it too difficult if I'm showing myself, um, I to be the best for everybody. I think I, for me personally, I have to separate it. So I take my riding horses to one regional and then I take my show and my, my coaching horses to another regional. So region two, I coached at and did not ride at all. And then region four, I took my riding horses and then because one of the owners also rides. I coached her um, and then Linda as well at, at that show. Um, but so one show is for me just to ride at, and then another regionals is for me to coach at. And then I could make more people happy and not make myself crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I think that's such a great, great for any, any trainers out there that are listening. That's such a good thing to do because uh, it's true. The regional championships and, and Philip, you, you have that as a coach because um, you have such a condensed season in Canada. I mean, that is very, very difficult. And when you said that, I thought she is so smart. I love that. <laughs> so well, I, I think your was, job as a coach is to kind of take away any kind of anxiety or anything from the riders, you know, I mean, by the time you get there, they know what as much as they're going to know. So the only thing you have to contend with at a horse show is just to make sure everything goes smoothly for them. You know, you need to be there to make sure everything goes into the ring as best that it can and to not have your own conflicts going, going as well. So, you know, if I'm worried about getting to the ring on my own horse um, and what's going on, is it going to be ready by the time I get back? Um, for me personally, that's too much for me to worry about. I can be a better coach if I just go and coach and then I, I ride somewhere separate because there, there's nothing you really have to do for a rider at a show other than get rid of all the show nerves. You know, they already know how yeah, to do it. A bit, of, a bit of hand-holding is, is what I kind of yeah. call it, right? <laughs> Confidence boosting and um, you can be in charge of all of the things that need to go down to the warm-up, and, you know, um, water, you know, the, the test booklet, um, you know, all of those things. I usually get uh, get uh, dragged into calling the test for, for, for riders, mm-hmm. which which is fine. Uh, the only problem is that I can't, uh, you know, watch the tests and, and critique. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's just hard to focus on, you know, all the things. And, and, and uh, it's, it's a bit of a challenge. So at the national finals, you, you know, the last week, you had to do both jobs. How do you, how did you manage that? Well, good help. <laughs> That's, mm-hmm. You know, everybody mm-hmm. has, has their time and there's a priority, you know, of people, I had people that entered open classes 
And the bottom line is I can't help you if there's a conflict with finals because we're there for finals. We're there for championships. So when you have an open class, I'm really supportive of you and I'm really glad that you can go. But when you're in direct conflict within the championship class, I have to have my full attention on the championship rider and then making a really good schedule. I'm the queen of scheduling, right? So, you know, I'm going to be there from this time. I think I only had one. Oh, no, I know. Lori, actually, um, Lori, who owns Huxley, had a ride at the same time as I did. Um, So she had it videoed. And then George Williams um, took her to the ring. And then I went to the ring with Huxley. So we just made sure ahead of time, you know, what's what's our conflicts and how are we going to manage it? you know, get somebody else on board. You know, George works with them in Florida. So that was an easy answer. And um, they went off and did their class and I did mine. And then we met afterwards and she actually didn't get to see his winning ride. She was like, well, how was he? I'm like, he was a rock star. (laughs) He was like the best boy. She's like, what was the score? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But he was so good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and if I know it comes up, uh, on the board, but sometimes you're off getting your checks or you've already moved on for the next. Oh yeah. No, I was hurrying back to the barn. Yes. No, I had to hop (laughs) off my horse, get on the golf cart and go back. So yeah, I did not get to watch by the time I got back, I was hoping to catch her, but, um, yeah, Yeah. I love that show. It's just a great show. And I would encourage anybody to go because, you know, like if you're going to move up to third level next year, go sit and watch third level. Cause you can watch 20 third level threes, all that qualified They're they're setting the bar for national, right? And, you know, you can watch a bunch of good tests. I think it's a really fun show to go to. And I think you miss an opportunity if you don't, if students don't come just to watch whatever their level is going to be. And it's just fun to see and chat with everybody that you, you know, don't get to see all year. And yeah, it's a fun show. I love it. So now what's the plan for next year with Huxley? Well, we always cross our fingers that um, he settles enough that, Lori is ready to take the reins. And I think, you know, Lori had a really good year this year. It was her first year back showing she's shown court horses for quite a while, had them at her house and, you know, she rides well, but she hasn't been in the dressage ring for nearly 20 years. And, um, wow. so she rode her other horse, Stella, and then, um, and one with her. And so, you know, the goal is always to get her on her own horse, but, um, you know, I'm happy to have the ride on him, you know, just cause he's, I like him. He's just a nice horse. He's a lot of fun. And there's a lot more under the hood than he's letting us know because he's so busy looking at things that kind of (laughs) hard to get him all the way focused yet. (laughs) Things go a little, a little awry, but uh, he'll get there. And um, yeah, he should, uh, he should finish out as a Grand Prix horse in the end, I think. I love it. So Jennifer, over the winter, kind of, what do you do with him? Do you continue kind of taking him places or, uh, what do you, what do you do with him? No, Lori. Yeah. Lori takes him to Florida actually. And um, so she'll leave December 1st. So, um, I'll see him two more times now, uh, next Monday and the Monday after that. And then they head off to Florida, uh, with George for the winter. And then I will see him back in April and we'll see where we're at. And, Every year she gets a little bit better, you know, having constant instruction in Florida as well. You know, as you know, Wellington is a great place to kind of up the up your game a little bit. Yeah. And um yeah, so that's that's Huxley's route right now. I love it. I love it. Well, Jennifer, as always, you're amazing. Like you said, you're the queen of scheduling. I don't know how you do it, but I'm always so impressed in watching your team and watching you work. Um so thank you, Jennifer, for your time. We always appreciate it. Yeah, happy to chat with you. Hi, I'm April. 
And I am Laura, and we are the hosts of the Rain in Your Herd podcast. Where we help with building an online presence for your equine business. So this can include online marketing, social media, blogs, YouTube, online memberships, courses, Facebook ads, and websites. We give you the tips you need to dive in on these subjects and also interview other equine business owners who are doing it well. We have a lot of fun doing it. So we hope to see you over on Rain in Your Herd. Well, tonight I am so excited to have barn mates and also national champions from the USDF National Dressage Champions. It just happened. We just had their coach on, Jennifer Conauer, and we have Linda Kimball and Lori Rich on the program. And we're going to start with you, Linda. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. We're thrilled you're here. Linda, tell us a little bit about yourself and your horse, because you guys won the first level adult amateur freestyle. We did. I'm still a little bit of shock pinching myself. I am uh, a close to 60 year old uh, mother of two wonderful children, retired veterinarian. Now I work as a um, bookkeeper remotely. Um, I keep my horses at home. Uh, the horse that won the first level freestyle championship is Louis Vuitton. Uh, he's a six-year-old Dutch horse. He was bred in Canada and started by um, Evie Strasser. And I found him in Florida um, a little over a year ago. Um, and we've just been having a wonderful time. He's a big puppy dog, loves to be loved, as easy as can be. Um, other than a bout with ulcers last year, which... Um, changed his personality but we got that under control and uh he's just he's just a wonderful boy i love it and how was your test did you go in the uh in the fun weather that we had (laughs) i sure did yes we had a girl from a beautiful thursday warm-up um where it was you know 70 and gorgeous um and he was naughty in that one and then we were in very cold weather. I couldn't feel my hands on Sunday, um, but he was he was good. I mean, I came out. I knew that the test was good. It wasn't perfect, but it was good. But every all my friends were there cheering. My husband gave me a big five, and everybody seemed so happy. So I thought maybe maybe it was okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, how fun! It actually, it was lovely. It was beautiful test. I love it. And we were going to bring in Lori Rich. She is the national third level adult amateur champion and also the owner of the open third level champion from this year's final. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Lori, tell us about yourself. I mean, my goodness, you also had an amazing championship. Yes. Um, Yes, because Jennifer did really well with my gilding. And then I have this mare that I've had for almost two years. Um, I, we bought her in Wellington. I bought her with George Williams. She is the perfect little redhead mare. Um, she is Danish. She is eight years old. She is practically perfect. <laughs> I love it. And what do you mean practically perfect? Tell us about that. Well, you know, when you tell somebody you have a redheaded chestnut mare they're like oh really and I'm like no you don't get it this mare is practically perfect and she really is she's perfect for me she's a good size because I'm not even five three when I bought the gilding with Jennifer that she rode at the finals I was looking for a smaller mare 
And Linda went with me too to Holland to buy Huxley. And I bought a 17-2 gilding, not a 16-2 mare. So a year and a half later, we buy the we buy the mare. I bought the mare with um, George, and he was like, you know, you don't buy her. I can sell this mare every day. She, I mean, she just is. There, she isn't marish, and she just is as sweet as they come. My husband is not a horse person, and he can do anything with her. But he can also do anything with Huxley, the uh, gilding that Jennifer rode. They're both big puppy dogs. Lori, yeah. Jennifer was saying um, that you had stepped away, like you had ridden dressage earlier in your life, and then had stepped away from it. Um, yeah. And, and then now, now, obviously, you're back. You've got two horses and are both going to uh, national championships. You know, right. what, what was the transition back and forth like for you? When I stopped, I had, I had thoroughbred mares that I crossed with quarter horses, and I did that for about 25 years. I raised one to two a year. And I couldn't, they were really nice. They were hunter type. So I did that until, until it got to a point where I couldn't assure myself that they were going to get homes. And then I decided to go back into dressage. Plus, I also didn't like the way the quarter horse started to move. So um, it was 27 years because we, when we were in Lexington at a horse show, I had scores for the bronze at second and third level. And Jennifer goes, let's just look and see if you have any scores at first level. And I did from August 1995. I had one score. And when we called the USDF, they're like, well, we don't, can you verify it? And I'm like, no, I I have no idea. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have known that I showed in August of 1995. So I did. So yeah, it's 27 years since I had shown and I had never shown at that level ever. I would say I probably went to dressage schooling shows. Well, here's a little tip for everybody to, you know, keep your score sheets, you know, somewhere safe (laughs) in in a lockbox or, you know, a fireproof container. You never know when you're going to need one. Keep them. Have to pull it out. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So the perfect little mare got me my bronze medal in the year that I returned. So that that's pretty cool. That is really cool. So Linda, tell us, I mean, what I love about you guys is you have a great barn family dynamic. Talk to us a little bit about that, because I think that's really fun about your guys' barn. Like I I said before, we were all stable. I was across from you guys at regionals and you just had a really, you all had a fun time and cheered each other on and it was just fun to watch. So can you talk a little bit about that? And that is, for me, the most special part of showing and what keeps me coming back because shows are a lot of work. But we just have this great team. We all have horses in different places, so we don't have a, you know, barn that we're all at away from shows. And we come together for shows. Everybody helps get each other ready, gets to the ring, cheers them on, helps put their horses away. It's just, it's a great camaraderie. Uh, uh, Several of us have living quarters trailers and we tend to camp together. We're still trying to get Lori to get one. Um, (laughs) And we just, we just never leave the barn. Uh, We're always the last ones there. I know Reese, you probably thought I slept outside my horse's stall, but we um, we just, I was still there too. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> we hang out and and um, pet the horses and uh, just just have a wonderful time. But it's just such a supportive group. I mean, as everyone knows, you know, sometimes it's your show and sometimes it's not. And um, 
you know, the fact that everything came to me, came together for me on the big day was, was really special, but it doesn't always. And so, you know, we're really happy when each other does well and really help try to get each other to the ring in as good a condition as we can. And um, it's just, it's just awesome. It's really fun. I'm, I feel very lucky. I used to be an inventor and, uh, and I just love the camaraderie among the inventors. And I was afraid I wasn't going to find that in the dressage world, but, but I really, I really have found this great group and, and that's what makes it so special. I love it. Lori, can you also speak on that? And Lori, I also just bought a travel trailer. So I think I could maybe uh, also get on this bandwagon of, uh, getting, you know, into some mobile okay. living. Just saying. I kind of like to go back to the hotel where the water is always warm <laughs> and they might or might not paint your bed. You have clean towels. But Linda had a bet with one of our friends that I would never show. So Aww. we lost. And I got a bottle. <laughs> I of, love big time. I got a bottle of tequila, and she was wrong. So I love it. <laughs> now it's a party. Now it's a party. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I love it. And I mean, Lori, you had such a great time. Can you just speak a little bit to you about what it was like to own a horse to win a national championship? Because you were a rider, but you were also an owner, and and just speaking to that on that process. Huxley is not very brave. So Jennifer has done, for the last two years, has done an awesome job of building his confidence. She is super about getting one down the center line. But because he is such a chicken, it almost is worse for me to have her ride him because I, all the whole time, I'm just going, oh my gosh, please don't do anything. Please don't do anything. Please don't hurt her because somebody's going to kill me if we, if we get her hurt. So uh-huh. the fact that he did hold it together which I wasn't sure if he was going to hold it together, but he did because he finished first and then like he finished 10th in the fourth level freestyle. And he, he was scared to death and that was the last day. So I don't, I have no idea, but Jennifer just kept telling him he was a good boy and got him down the center line. And I can't thank her, thank her enough because I couldn't do that. I need my, the mayor, Stella, she is, She's, she built my confidence to be able to do it. Now I have to be able to build Huxley's confidence, but she has got it where I know he can go down the center line. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's really great to have, you know, somebody you can rely on, you know, a coach or, or uh, a friend or, or, or somebody who is, you know, got, has got the confidence and the skills to get your sure. horse, you know, into the arena and giving, giving them good experiences to set you up to go in and and have good experiences. I I know that you know there's lots of lots of riders that that have uh, you know can have a great horse at home, but you know but they they can get a little spooky and whatever. And and if you don't have that some that person to rely on, you, you're going to end up with a with a bit of a problem, right? And and uh, right. And I'm you, lucky because Jennifer, it was really a catch ride because. She only, she doesn't have him at her barn. I keep him at home. So I did most of the riding and then she would ride him at the horse show. So the fact that she was willing to do that, you know, a lot of trainers wouldn't be willing to do that. So the fact that she could win is even for me, it's like, that's just really cool because she doesn't have like a, like a daily relationship with him. You know, it's just when we've gone to the horse shows. Yeah, she was saying that, and, and kudos to you for your riding and, and preparing that horse. Yeah, well, so done, well that she could she can just go and and uh, you know win, win a national championship at third level. That's uh, that's pretty amazing teamwork. 
Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. I love it. And that's what I see from you guys. I mean, it's just fun teamwork for the entire group. And I just want to wish you all a congratulations. I, I, cause I knew you all and, and, and had seen you guys work together. Um, I was so thrilled that you guys would come on the show with us and I wanted to celebrate with you as well. Cause I didn't, I actually didn't get to see you guys. So, um, I'm thrilled and, and I look forward to continuing to watch you guys and, and see you in, in Florida in this, where it's not so cold. Um, you can feel all your fingers, <laughs> but we wish you both a very, very happy holiday season and look forward to seeing you in Florida soon. Yep. We'll see you. We're there. heading down there soon. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Bye. As a listener of the show, you might have heard us talk about Ride IQ. Ride IQ is a new concept for equestrian and it presents a really cool opportunity. The opportunity for you to take a lesson with a top coach anytime you'd like. Here's how it works. Ride IQ is a mobile app for iPhone and Android with hundreds of on-demand listen-while-you-ride audio lessons taught by top coaches across dressage, eventing, even the natural horsemanship, and sports psychology. In fact, I'm one of the coaches you can take lessons with with Ride IQ if you're not already tired of my voice. Whether you're looking to add structure to your rides try new exercises, or build confidence, Ride IQ can help. With Ride IQ, you won't be waiting for your in-person lessons to make progress. You can make exceptionally productive rides on training days as well. Every membership automatically includes a two-week free trial. After that, membership is just $29.99 per month. Because you're a Dressage Radio Show listener, you'll get $15 off your first payment after the free trial. Just go to rideiq.com to sign up and use the code DRS to get your discount. That's rideiq.com and promo code DRS to start having the most productive schooling rides you've ever had. Well, as always, we love our trainer tip of the week guest, Coach Tony Sandoval. Tony, welcome back to the show. We love having you. Hey, Reese. How's it going? Nice to be back. Oh, we love it. Well, we, I, I was I was in yesterday, and we were talking about uh, navigating holiday parties and eating well. This is not for a friend, people. This is for me, and uh, this is not a drill because this is happening. So. Um, you know, holidays are here. It's so exciting. Uh, there's parties. It feels like every night eating. Uh, so can you help us navigate those a little bit? Yeah. You know, during the holidays, it's really important to remember that it is the holidays and to put the important things first. And so the, the biggest thing and the first tip that I would give is for people to really enjoy the holiday season and enjoy the parties and enjoy the food because what people can get caught up in is feeling guilty about certain foods that they eat and feeling guilty that they're going to the party or if they're there, they're not really enjoying themselves because they're not drinking like everyone else or eating with everyone else at the party or gathering. So first tip is let's just calm down and enjoy the situation. So with that being said, tip number two is 
everything in moderation. Uh, I, I don't like to say no to things during the holidays, but what I like to do is plan ahead and, and make a plan for moderation. So what I mean by that is if I know I'm going to a party or, and I know that there's going to be a lot of adult beverages and good food, then throughout the day, yeah, I make sure I get a walk-in. I make sure that I'm eating something that I made at home. That way I know that it's going to be uh, more nutrient-dense than going out and eating out. And that way I can save myself for the party. So it's like I'm going to not take out a lot of money from my bank but I'm going to really ex- expend it at this party using a money analogy. And what I do when I get to the party is I have fun. And if, to me, I always think about, have I ever had any of the food that I've been there? So that, I, that is at the party ever in my life. So if I've had, if there's like a little cocktail plate and I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, I've had those before. Those aren't really something that I really want. That's the game that I play when I'm at the party. And then when there's something that I see that like, oh, well, that looks good, then I will make sure that I have um, whatever is on that plate. So I try to like play these games when I'm there, but I know that I can because I've, I've left my calories for that party. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a lot of life is about, you know, planning and pre-planning and, and making mm-hmm. sure that um, I, I like the money analogy is like, or, you know, or just spending your money. Like if you've got yeah. $10 to spend, I mean, you're not going to spend it all on something you don't really care about, you know? So I think, uh, you know, sa- saving the, the calories and, 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 uh, and not worrying too much. I was going to just kind of talk about, um, you know, the, the pressure from, from family members, especially to, drink a lot or to eat a lot. I know, you know, I'm, I'm around my mom around the holidays and, and she's, you know, very much like if I don't overeat, I, she's not going to be happy because I'm not enjoying myself or, you know, like, you know, so, so I think that, you know, uh, the tip I was going to say is, or is, uh, just try not to pressure people to eat or drink. Like if somebody is doing a, a no alcohol holiday, that's, that's up to them. Right. And, and they don't, they don't need the pressure of, Oh, come on, just have a beer or, you know, uh, something like that, and 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 that that can that can leave people who have chosen not to drink to to feel a lot of you know peer pressure or family pressure that 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 isn't necessary, and then and then uh, can cause you know a little animosity b- between people. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think being on the that that side of not being the pressurer, but being the pressured. Uh, I know exactly how that feels like because you have these goals that you are set out for the start of the new year, or you just don't like to drink. You're not a big drinker. And so what I do sometimes is just get like uh, some type of like sparkling deal or like club soda and put a lime on it and then just like trick people out that I'm drinking, yeah. uh, but I'm really not. Or what I will do is I always have like a, water along with say if i'm drinking a uh, an adult beverage like a cocktail or something i'll have water there that way i can kind of mix it out so that the, i'm getting full of water instead of the alcohol so if um if someone is pressuring me great i have something that i can say hey yeah look this has alcohol but it really doesn't 
Or if I'm drinking, then I try to moderate myself by doing a little bit more water than the alcohol. That way I can start filling myself up. So it's like little tricks when you know that your self-control is kind of going down by the wayside because everybody's drinking. Well, then you don't say no to yourself. See, no is where people get in trouble. It's always yes, but yes, Mm -hmm. I am, but I'm going to drink water. Yes, I am, but maybe I'll have one like maybe in another hour. I'm not going to just start pounding them. Uh, every minute because you're having such a great time. And I think when, when you get in that mindset of yes, but then eventually you end up being in the place that you want to anyway, you don't overindulge because it's like a, it's like when you're a little kid, when someone tells you, no, you can't do that. You get Mm -hmm. in your brain, you start going, oh yes, I can. I'm going to do that. And (laughs) I don't know if people grow out of that. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I I haven't. (laughs) Let's be, this is why I love Tony. if people could see me winking my eye towards Reese, that's, that's yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. He's like, that's for Reese, not a friend. That's, this is, yeah, but it's true. And yeah. and, I, and I love, you know, one of the things that you and I, it's, and I struggle with it, it's hard, is just generally working on uh, drinking more water in general. And I think that is hard, right? I, I, I found it over Thanksgiving. I think I even said it yesterday. I was like, I didn't drink enough water, you know, because it, I was off routine. I'm pretty good when I'm, I'm working and, and have the horses and I'm, I'm drinking water and, and, and that kind of stuff. But I definitely found that over the holiday, that was a little bit more difficult for me to do that. So I think that was really helpful. Just a good reminder. And I just think too, um, you know, not going to a party super hungry because that happens to me all the time. I'm like rushing to get there, but for me to just, you know, cut up an apple or something. So don't get there and, and just starving and just, then I can't have moderation. Like I don't have moderation anyways, but if I'm hungry going into a situation like that, then I'm really in trouble. So I'm dehydrated and hungry and it's not a good scene. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I I think that that's probably good. Tip number three is go to the party already, you know, pretty fed. That way you don't overindulge uh, in things or, or like going to the grocery store when you're hungry. Everything yeah. looks like it should go in the basket. So that's that's yeah. a good tip as well. I was I was going to add another tip and that this one just kind of crept in my head. And I always, I always use this philosophy when I'm training people. And I think you can use this philosophy as well for this type of scenario. And that is know where you're at. So that tip refers to knowing where you're at in your journey for a better nutritional habits. Know where you're at as far as what limitations you can do and you can succeed at when you set your goals to go to these parties. So it doesn't have to be something so formal, but if you're just starting off with, with your fitness journey or with any type of implementation of nutritional habits, then maybe the thing is, hey, I'm just going to eat. Uh, I'm going to try to have this goal for my drinking tonight. And that's it. And you don't worry about your food. You don't worry about any of the other stuff because then it becomes overwhelming. You're trying to set goals for yourself that you don't necessarily do on a day-to-day basis. So of course, when all that temptation gets in front of you, you're setting yourself up for failure and then you're not going to enjoy yourself. But if you go there and you go, you know what, I've been working on uh, adding some fruits and vegetables every day and you end up at the party and there's fruits and vegetables, have those, check your box and then have a great time. Nothing is bad in that scenario. If anything, you can celebrate that Throughout all this stuff, you did not skip your day of having fruits and vegetables. 
and that and therefore you can enjoy where you're at and you're not forgetting what it's all about as far as the season is concerned. And that's just enjoying friends and family uh, and, and not worrying about what you can't and can't do. So always remember, know where you're at, know where you're at in the journey, set yourself some realistic goals and they have to be towards what you've been already working on. What can you now take as far as your goals and apply them to this party? And most of the time that's easy to do. That's just one little thing you got it out of the way. Now it's party time, you know? I love it. Yeah, so it was small, achievable, positive yeah. things, you know, so that you don't feel right. like you're, you're not setting yourself up for failure. And, and you know, exactly. um, you know, you can trick your brain into achieving some results mm-hmm. and, and, and feeling good about yourself and feeling good about, um, you know, everything that you are able to achieve. And, you know, you don't, you don't, we talk about horses a lot, but we don't set up uh, you know, one day, uh, uh, a three foot fence. And then the next day, a six foot fence. I mean, you've got to, you got to jump the small fence or, you know, and, and continue to jump the small fence until it becomes a habit and then build on that. You know, so many people set themselves up for failure and then you just feel, you feel terrible. And and then, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you, you know, why does it matter? You know, why did I start, you know, with, with, with doing yeah. a fitness or, or, or diet goals, you know, I, I could never achieve it. Like that's, it's, it, you know, you're either going to get into a positive mindset by, by doing small things, or you're going to immediately be into a negative mindset and, 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 and failing and then feeling like a, feeling like a failure and, and, and just getting depressed about it. Yeah. And believe it or not, this it's a psychological game. I would bet on whatever, whoever it was and wherever they were at in their journey, if they went to whatever party situation and they checked off their box and they accomplished their goal that they've been working on. So they had a, they had a scenario where they could now use this tool in a party scenario. They were successful. I would bet that that person moderates or, or limits themselves automatically. It's like an, it's like an autonomous type of decision that they made internally to not drink as much, to not eat as much. And you didn't have to say anything. They didn't have to feel bad about it. It's just winning then starts to bring on more wins and more Mm -hmm. wins because when you feel good about it in your brain, now it's easier to make these decisions of, Hey, maybe I'm just going to have one plate of this or yeah, I'm going to have maybe this, uh, this drink, but I'm going to have maybe just like one or two with some water where I usually I'm like, six or seven deep. And, and so we use those small victories to carry us through that scenario. And then you can leave the party going, I was, I had a great time. I still was able to match my, or, or, or compete, complete my, my goal for the day. And then I also started tacking up these other little wins. That's a whole different scenario. And they going into the party going, okay, stay away from whatever food is at the table. Stay away from this person because they can make me drink. Stay away from it. It's the a negativity is the, is one of the best ways to fail when it comes down to making uh, very positive nutritional habits. Yeah. I love it. Well, Tony, this has been awesome and you have so many resources online. How can people find you all your great resources you have online? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at coach Sando training. Uh, I also have a Facebook page under that name. And then my website is coachsandotraining.com. Love it. Thank you so much, Tony. You're so welcome. Have a good night. 
Well, as always, we love everyone's email and Facebook shout outs. Keep them coming, especially for the end of the year. And if you have anything fun that you like to do for your Christmas holidays, for your barn parties, let us know. We'll love to, you know, you know, I like holidays, Phil. Like it's my favorite. So I want to know what everyone's doing because uh, it's fun. And, and maybe it gives everybody some ideas for the holidays. So as always, send it to us. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is through Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show. That's Kentucky Performance Products and Ride IQ. If you'd like to support our show and the Horse Radio Network, you can do that through the auditor program found at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week.